Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook. S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! You look great, man. You don't think so? No, I think you look great. I like it. I look... <clears throat> Please... I mean, because people need this prompt. Please tweet Adam about what you think of his mustache. I think that is a oh yeah, that's really gonna sell it. That's yeah. uh, I. We were we were talking about all the things you look like before yeah. the show began. <laughs> and I I was I wasn't really listening to your conversation. I thought I heard a reference to Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite because that's the first thing that comes to my mind when I see Adam Wilde's mustache. I said Uncle Rocky. Because ah. my uncle Rocky has a mustache. No, he does. He looks like Uncle Rico. It's his exact mustache and my high school hair. Um, I was saying it's pretty you, good. You look like you say "smart Alec" a lot. I said that uh, I'm, I'm the type of guy that hits the hood of the car and go, "What's underneath that thing?" It's not. It's I not. Like it. It's not too far off. Was, yeah. Hold on. I'm seeing the thing. Hold on. All right. Uh-huh. Uh, you got to make the face and look a little confused, a little bewildered. And then look off to the, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh. there's a good screen grab in there. Uncle yeah, right, Rico. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Rico. Anyway, <laughs> listen, I had to, I had to grow a handlebar mustache for a, a video that I made at Virgin Radio with Jax. Mm-hmm. And then Natalie's been asking me for well over a year to just try to grow a mustache. She's like, she's like, just try, just do it, just do it. I want to, I want to try a little Tom Selleck. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. That seems kind of dumb. Like, why, why would I do that? And then, so I yesterday we were going on a date, and I still had the handlebar. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna shave the, I'm gonna shave the handlebars off, and I'll just have the stash, and I'll do it for you. And then I thought, okay, I'll keep it to today and show it off on the air on both sh- both shows, mm-hmm. and then see what people think. And a lot of people are saying shave it, but I, I, I actually can't lie. I kind of like it. I think you should keep it for at least two more weeks. Two more weeks. Yes. Okay, to like the long weekend in August? Cause, well, because I know what kind of facial hair you can grow, and we've only begun to tap its true potential. <laughs> you can grow way better facial hair than me. I could do a good mustache. Jesse's got the best facial hair on the show, though. So, But your beard gets kind of patchy. Like it you does. Can't, you can't I, really fill in a beard. I can't hey. do a beard like what Jesse, oh, what, what Jesse has. I, I have like these... Uh, open spots and you know like that traditional clown makeup with the big red spots it's sort of how I look right it's sort of like mm-hmm. um, you know it's not just my personality my facial hair looks like a clown as well meanwhile I look at Adam's facial hair I'm like that looks thick and full and I wish I had it you have you have hair on you your have face, hair right? on your I have face hair on my face yeah but it's patchy as shit is it? It's fine. Nah, Jesse. <laughs> okay, Je- Je- Jesse, when was the last time you you edged yours or, or cleaned it up or anything? Your beard. I shaved a couple like a couple weeks ago, like a month ago or something like that. That's the last time you do neck work. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I know. shave. I shave all the time. Like I shave every week. I know. I know. But what I'm saying what is, it looks the way it looks. Is it looks very like well kept? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I have to shave. Every, I have to shave every couple days. Oh, you do? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. just to shape it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, just you know. Right. Interesting. Well, as a guy who who doesn't do this very often, I have to ask the professionals. Do you use like a beard thing or like any beard oils or anything like no, that? I'm no, no, never. Beard oil. No, no, you just just because some people do that to make the make it 
less sharp. Yeah, to make it make it look like you're. I think wet. those are the for the craft brewery guys. You know the guys. Oh, you're not the, one of those with the with the really big yeah. uh, beards. You know, you're not big. I want to look like a bouncer that just bob for apples. Do you know a product for me? <laughs> <laughs> like those are the those are the beard oil guys. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, listen, I got a question. Mm. Why do so many people think Matthew Kachuk's coming to Toronto? Did Andrew text you too? No, he didn't. Oh, okay. Did Andrew text you? Berkshire just goes, <laughs> he just goes, listen, Matthew Kachuk for William Nylander and Jake Muzzin. Who says no? And I said, my brother in Christ, it is not even noon. <laughs> I, <coughs> can I tell you what happened? Tell me what happened. It's, it's a product of just us having the biggest fan base. Yeah. And this this is the only story that's happening. So the conversation is happening mostly amongst Leafs fans because they're the kind of the only ones left on the internet talking about hockey on July twentieth. Yeah. To July twentieth. So it's just gonna be Leaf fans talking about this deal. It's not anything that's in the realm of possibility or that we know there's no information on. It's just Leafs fans chattering online. On that note, <laughs> everyone in basketball is linked to the Lakers. And sometimes the Nets, or not the Nets, sorry, the Knicks. Mm -hmm. And you can feel a palpable irritation in the American media that they even have to mention the Toronto Raptors. Oh, yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> and the them. Kevin Durant stuff, yeah. they're like, God damn it. But it's not going to happen because he doesn't like Canada, and Canada doesn't right. have any black people. Right, Chris Broussard? Yes. That's right. That's yeah. true. Um, but in, in hockey, we're the Lakers. We're the equivalent. I, yeah, yeah. they believe. And, Annoying and awful. And, and I, think, <laughs> I get it. I think, I, I, yeah, you, Jesse, Here's I think chart. that's How a annoying. good point. And I think, I think most of it stems from, I don't think anybody's actually pointed to a rumor, but I think most of it stems mm -hmm. from, could you make a compelling offer to the Calgary Flames, talent for talent, somebody who's on a, you know, a longer term deal than zero years, which is current Matt Kachuk's current contract. Um, yeah, I think you could, but uh, the guy has to want to play in Canada. And that is the rub. He doesn't want to play in Canada. He wants to go home to St. Louis or but I think uh, Eric Francis mentioned potentially Boston, which I, I almost threw up. Oh, uh, I'm like, because Matthew Kachuk is the perfect Bruin. Oh no, he's the Him perfect Bruin. and Marchand. Oh yeah. Oh no. Oh no, no, they, no they're no, per no, He's no. the perfect Bruin. He is. That's like when Yoda took Luke to teach him some stuff. No, 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 no I know no, no, it's no, terrible. No, no, no. Um, but it looks like at this point, I think I think St. Louis is probably the most likely destination, at least from what we're hearing right now. Um, and, and and I want to talk about yeah Ottawa. I want to talk about how this happened because. How do you go from the best line in hockey, a 40-40-40 line, to one guy kind of wants out, okay, definitely wants out, and then the other guy's like, yeah, I'm going to. How does that happen? That's actually... Wait, who was the first guy? Because I thought well, the Gaudreau. first guy... See, I thought that perfectly described Kachuk. He might want to... Okay, he wants out. Well, maybe that's... Maybe I got that wrong then. I think it might be both of them. I think if Gaudreau stays, it's a different conversation, maybe? Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah, it's way different. It's so much easier to commit to a team when you know what you're going to be doing forever. And Matthew Kachuk knew that forever he was going to be on a line with Johnny Gaudreau and Elias Lindholm. Now he doesn't know that. Like, there's no guarantees even with Lindholm because they're going to have to change stuff up yep. so much. You want to go to a team that's going to contend. Uh, it's possible Calgary got better. I'm going to go with... Probably not. Mm -hmm. Not everyone can be the situation with the Islanders and Tavares, mm -hmm. nah, which, I guess, yeah. which I think we all need to remember 
that was surprising. Remember the time where that happened and we were surprised? They went to the second round that year, I think, and the Leafs went to the first, they lost in the first round, yeah. and everybody dunked on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Which, uh, totally, I get. Yeah. Like, so. You know what's not a great plan? Surprise. No, you should. there should be some intent to your success, because not everyone can sort of surprise into, I think Lou Lamorello was surprised. Yes. Valtteri Filippola, that did it? All right, let it ride. <laughs> yeah. And... Somehow it worked, but um, it's uh, it's looking like a bad summer for the Calgary. Players. Disastrous, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those summers that everything comes to a head. Like they knew this was uh, a, a lot was going to happen. A lot of decisions had to be made, but it's rare that everything goes bad all at once. And the way they lost to Edmonton, they lose Gaudreau for nothing. And now it looks like they're in a bind with Matthew Kachuk. Oof. Can I read the tweet from the Flames that kicked everything off Monday night? Please do. Yeah, so for context, if you've been in summer mode and you haven't noticed, uh, on, on Monday night, the Calgary Flames tweeted, the Flames have filed for club-elected salary arbitration with Matthew Kachuk. This provides us the opportunity to continue to work with his representatives towards a contractual resolution while removing the possibility of an offer sheet. And that's very important because if somebody decided to just come in and offer sheet Matthew Kachuk and then the Flames had to obviously match it because they wouldn't just let him go, they wouldn't be able to trade him. So the Flames on Monday made the initial uh, move so that they can free up trading Matthew Kachuk because of the negotiations with his contract right now aren't going well. He doesn't want to be there. So by doing this, they have the ability now to trade him. And that, uh, yeah, if somebody just came in and did the opposite, they wouldn't be able to do that. That's right. So now everything's there and he's on the move. And Adam's referencing an Eric Francis radio appearance in St. Louis where he said he expects Matthew Kachuk to potentially be a blue by Friday. Mm -hmm. When did this accelerate? Well, yeah, and then we, he, went, we he went on Tim and Friends uh, yesterday and followed that up. Oh, he did? Uh, and he Sorry, said, yesterday was my anniversary. I didn't so, know. Okay. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Sorry, and Tim it, and Friends. Yeah. And there's a, there's a clip there I want to play for, play after all this, uh, that what Eric Francis said there. I want to play for you guys. But um, yeah, he said he expects this to be wrapped up. with. Are we allowed to play it on the show? Are we allowed to play the clip? Probably the not, no. Oh, okay. We can play the audio. Can we? I don't know, you tell me. We'll, we'll, we can play the audio and then we can just uh, not run it in the YouTube version. Okay. There okay. We'll play it in the in the audio version. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All You'll right. just have to imagine. <laughs> and then I'll just I'll just say what he said. Yeah. There but you I go. want you guys to hear what he said in his context. Anyways. Can you do he a double impression? Down. No. Eric Francis? Uh even worse. Okay. I have a feeling that that um <laughs> the uh I have a feeling that it it's gonna be a um Enormous disappointment for the Flames. Yeah. Uh, and I <laughs> have a feeling that, that Flames sucks. fans are not going to like the return on this. The Flames are over a barrel. And, uh, and you know, anybody with a brain can realize that, oh, if the, if the trading for team has the opportunity to sign them to a long-term deal, they'll get more. But at the end of the day, it's one of those where you kind of... <laughs> um, you can make that argument one way or the other if you're the team that's trading for him. You can say, well, there's no guarantees. Right. And so uh, I have to say that, like, be prepared, Calgary fans. This may not be the one-for-one -one deal. Like, yes, are they going to look for a top six forward? Sure. But are, are, is a top six forward Makachuk light? Or is a top, like, Alex Kerfoot's a top six forward. 
on the Leafs. Depending on, yeah. Yeah. Well, Nick you know Ritchie. I mean? Yeah, Nick, Nick Ritchie, Ritchie was starting was on the first line. on the top line. damn line. Yeah, All like, right. what, what kind on of... On two different teams last year. So, when people say top six forward, I'm like, I feel like we should go down to top four. Like, one of the best players on your team. Ooh, you know, like that's that. that's what you should be looking for. A top six guy could be Michael Bunting. You know, I, I don't know what that is. And I love Michael Bunting, <laughs> but I just don't... I. That doesn't that doesn't make the Flames necessarily better. Now, are they going to get prospects pick? Sure, um, but man, I I, I I was feeling for Jake Markstrom too. I was thinking like, is this what he signed up for? Uh, I wasn't. <laughs> that dude sucked. What do you mean in, in the playoffs. playoffs? Well, in the playoffs, he was great in the regular season. But what I'm thinking so is like yeah. when he signed, fart. when yeah. he <laughs> so what? Steve's fart. right. Steve's 100 uh, yeah, percent right. Dude, so what fart? Yeah. That dude yeah. sucks. Uh, ew, ew, gross, bad. No, dude, dude, they should have murdered the Oilers. They really should have. And he was, he was bad. He was taxed with being better than Mike Smith, not even playing well. And he wasn't. Ew. It's not a good situation. Four more years of that then? All right. Sounds good. Yikes. It's bad. Yikes. Well, um, I don't think Matt, Matthew Kachuk, I'm sorry, Lee fans, I don't think he's coming. Uh, it'd be great. Like, no. listen, I know him and Matthews are friends from the from the program. Of course, you know, Eric Francis, it always, by the way, has to be about the Leafs. Uh, Eric Francis made it about the Leafs yet again and said, hey, Toronto fans, watch out. This could be Austin Matthews in a year as well. Um, okay. And, and you know, yeah. fine. Uh, I think there's some different things at play here. Um, you got to remember, too, that we're coming off of two years of lockdowns. And uh, uh, for better or for worse... The countries uh, involved in the NHL handled them differently, uh, to say the least. One had a lockdown. The other was locked down for the good chunk of probably two years. And you couldn't get across the border to see your family. And um, the Flames have a ridiculously old arena that was supposed to be, you know, that arena was supposed to be, they were supposed to start construction on that thing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, somebody was... Elected mayor, I believe, and then the, the, either the team or the city reneged. I don't even really care. It doesn't matter. Get it together, you guys. You need a new arena. It's as old as we are. Steve and I are the same age as the Saddle Dome. Uh, it's are we really? Yeah, oh, the Saddle Dome is in '88. Well, it's actually probably earlier than that because it was built for the '88 Olympics. You can't have major concerts in Calgary, so you have bands like Taylor Swift and then ACDC coming through and playing two nights at Edmonton because their sound equipment literally doesn't fit under the roof in the Saddle Dome. That's a true story. Wow! And, you know, like there's a whole bunch of things about the Flames that are great, and the ownership situation is. I mean, listen, I don't love the way they handle things, but I mean, they're solid as a rock. They need to get a new arena done. And that arena, compared to all the other arenas, is 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 outdated. Sounds Every like other should, arena is sounds more. Like they should get it done then, right? Instead well, of and, pulling and, out of multiple and, deals, hundred percent. And now here's here's get the thing, done. right? This is what happens when you don't do that stuff. When you nickel and dime the city, when you ask for public money, uh, public money can be canceled. When, and when you intentionally thing. try to get the mayor uh, thrown out in multiple elections, and then you lose, you start to lose star players. Now, listen, is that the main reason? No, but I think I I don't. I, I think if you're a Canadian, you might not like hearing this. The way that um, the, that Canadians handled COVID was far different, and a lot of people disagreed with it. Yeah. And a lot of people, and, and they're entitled to do so. You know, I think we did the best that we could given our system. But um, I think a lot of people really did not like it and did not want to be here anymore. And I think it's it's COVID has actually, I think, made that invisible line we call a border. Literally, it's just we decided to put it there. 
I think that's made that stand out more than it has in decades. Well, and also, where what do I want to do with the rest of my life? Yeah. Definitely not this. No, I want to play at home, and I want to get this figured out, that figured out, that figured out. I, hmm, I don't want this to come across as an insult, but I maybe winning is less of a priority, and it's more about happiness. No, I'm not saying like a guy like Johnny Gaudreau is never going to win in Columbus, but... I mean, re- remember the original conversation when he signed there is what, what, they're not ready to contend though at all. This isn't a match, except it is a match. It's a team who wanted a good player versus a player who wanted to be on that side of the country. And I, That's absolutely a match. I also think, Steve, we're, we're used to the whole like, well, he's a great player. Doesn't he want to sign with a great team instantly? And I think that's part of that comes from the NBA of these guys coming together and and you know, uh, having Making super teams, super teams yeah. 100%. Maybe he's the start of whatever the super team is. I, I don't know. In Columbus? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> I just don't think that's how it works in hockey. I you don't know. You well, don't get three guys not. together, you know, build the team. And I think we forget a lot of the time that professional athletes can get the right to choose when they're free agents to play wherever they want to play. And it doesn't have to be about winning or whatever history they have with the team they're drafted by. He can just go play for an American team because that's where he wants to play. And he made that very clear to management uh, that he's going to be UFA next year. And he wants to not play in this city. He wants to play south of the border. And they have to make the decision now. And and we have to allow these athletes, just like how you have a job and you want to work in a city. If you want to work in Toronto or you want to work in Vancouver, you can go choose and pick in your city. They have those rights, too. And it does. they don't have any obligation to the team that they're currently with if they're a free agent. They don't owe you just because you bought their jersey. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the reality. They don't owe the fans well, and just because they cheered for, He's been in that organization for 12 years. Or is it, is no, it 12 years? No, he's 24. No, Goudreau. Oh, Goudreau. I thought you meant like, that. When was, he drafted? when was he drafted? When was he drafted? 2011? I can't remember. Yeah, I mean... A long time. A long time. Now, uh, you, could, or you could argue that maybe... Um, uh, uh, maybe uh, Matt Kachuk is jumping the queue here. I think he's a year or two away from free agency. That's his whole draft class, though. One year. And, and yeah, they're all doing it. It is the one year. Mm-hmm. Um, I I also wondered, like, um, is there is there anything that 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 can be done to turn this around? Because what usually happens in 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 hockey is something like this happens. You hear rumors of the player going to player is going to get traded, and then they spin around. It's that's ah, no big deal. We solved it. Here's an eight year contract. Well, one of the guys I was looking at on my phone uh, who could be traded for him was Vladimir Tarasenko. Mm-hmm. Now he's got a no trade clause, so I doubt that's going to happen. But uh, he had a great season for St. Louis. And it's kind of hilarious because he had a great season after asking for a trade. And then I think it was a recent episode of 32 Thoughts. They bring up Tarasenko. And I'm like, oh, this is the part where they talk about how the Blues fix that relationship and it's like no he still wants to be traded he wants out yeah but like i mean what a what a great situation like we we talked about what pierre-luc dubois could potentially do and just totally shut it down again like he did in columbus which he did he shut it down uh tarasenko didn't do that what's matthew kachuk gonna do i don't know if he knows how to not try i well he, he knows how to not sign well, yeah, I think they move him. I think Francis is right. I don't know if it's within a week, but I don't think they sit around and, and try and figure this out and make him play. By the way, I believe Goudreau was on Chicklets and he said that he had a deal. In, or they were working on a deal with the Devils. Yeah. 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 So if you were worried about him going to a good team, he wasn't. 
Okay. He wasn't. That would have made them much better, though. Yeah. It would have made them much better. They still suck. I mean, Columbus is... I mean, no, on. but they have centers for the future. Adam, get with the program. Get with the devil's program. Did you guys see Goudreau's um, Players' Tribune piece? Mm-mm. So, yes, That was today, wasn't it? Oh, it just uh, came out. Yeah. It, did it just came out? Or yeah. that was last night? Or, so, did you guys... Did you, can no. I read? Can I read yes, a little sure. section from it? Because uh, there's, a, there's a really good part in the, in the middle that kind of gives you an idea of what he was battling with in making this, this, this uh, decision. So, Goudreau writes, uh, My dad's heart attack in 2018 was a big moment for that. He means um, centering his family in, terms, in his life. It was really... So bad, and he's so lucky to be here today. A very a scary situation. And seeing him in, in the, that hospital bed, it hit me extremely hard. I thought about how little I'd seen my parents since I'd been in the league. These moments and experiences change you as a person. After my dad's heart attack, I bought a vacation home in hopes that my family could spend time together uh, to have a place for my dad to relax more after we nearly lost him forever. And that's how we met his, his wife. And then he goes on to write... As much as we both love Calgary, I think Meredith and I just felt it was going to be very hard to continue living as far away from our families as we've been living, especially as we're starting a family of our own. It's the toughest decision we've ever had to make. And I'm going to skip ahead to the end where he writes, I hope that the people of Calgary can remember me not only as a hockey player, but as a good person with good values. Thank you for supporting me over the last couple of years. I feel so grateful for the organization. And um, one day, Meredith and I hope to bring our family back to Calgary to show them all of our favorite spots and the things to do, like Banff and Stampede, especially the Saddle Dome. I know stuff like this is what every player tells a fan base when they leave. But like I said, my story isn't the story of every player. Not every player was a 5'6", 130-pound USHL uh, er when one of the NHL's most storied franchises took a chance on him. Um, that's a good end there, Johnny. I want to, I want to <laughs> caution against a couple of things. Cause Eric Francis is, is on a bit of a war path here. And, and I, he says some stuff. I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. And then there's some stuff where fundamentally I disagree with him. Number one is he said, you know, uh, this is a trend among American players, American players wanting to move South. I, first off, I don't have a problem with Americans wanting to go home after this, you know, like <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't blame them. I have moved away from Toronto and then moved back because this is where I grew up. This is where I wanted to be. That yeah. was the clip I was going to play. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's uh, good. It's good. Keep going. Um, but he said it serves as a cautionary tale to GMs. Not, you know, maybe they'll think twice about drafting American players. And I have to tell you <laughs> no. that, that I think, I think that's, that's pushing it. In, in the logic sense, I understand there's emotions at stake here. I understand that the heat is high in Calgary. I get it. Um, but but to say, that, oh, okay, well, we're not going to draft Russian players. And I understand why, because you may not get access to them ever. You, yeah. I understand that. And that's before the past year. Right. So that's the third, the country with the third most represented players in the league is Russia. Is it? Oh, wow. And then you're going to go and say, okay, the second most well-represented country in the league. We're also not going to draft from because we're in Canada and they're American. And in eight to 10 years, if they become a star, they might leave. I think we're... That, that, is, a, that is overthinking it. Well, because like we have Johnny Gaudreau throwing out a perfectly logical, like, hey, my dad had a heart attack in 2018. It made me you know, reassess my values. And then, so that seed had already, or seed had already been planted then the world shut down. So this wasn't just a matter of, oh yeah, the lockdowns weren't nice. I couldn't see people at Christmas. It's, it took away something from him 
that he already realized he wanted more. And I think the the timeline of it is very important, too, because the heart attack happened in 2018. This wasn't a quick decision. He's clearly been thinking about it for uh, nearly five years. Yeah. Well, deadlines clarify the mind, as Alan Walsh once said, and uh, a kid is a hell of a deadline, man. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and now him and Meredith are starting this family, and they made a conscious decision for them too and the rest of their family and i don't know i don't fault him for it no uh with kachuk um people are going to say well uh you know he just like Kudrow, american guy wanting out and then and then other te- people will say well brady kachuk signed in ottawa yeah and i would say i would say to that they're different human beings i know they're in the same family it's i know it's hard for people to understand but they are actually not the same person i could also like it's funny uh the the off-season Ottawa has had made me think something that I've never really thought before. And we were talking about a player wanting out of a Canadian team. Mm-hmm. And that meaning, oh, he probably doesn't want to be in Canada. And then I was like, I could see him going to Ottawa. I've never had that thought. Like, oh, yeah, he's not going to go to any Canadian teams except maybe the Ottawa Senators. They're not part of that conversation. They never are. And... Now, like, I don't know. It's a, it's kind of a good fit, isn't it? It seems like it. Could um, be. Or and, maybe he just wants to go to fucking St. Louis. I, and I, I think he know. does want to go to St. Louis. But like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I can see, I can see, listen, a lot of people in Toronto going like, listen, is this, this, is this guy not exactly what the Leafs need? That's I what mean, people are saying. I mean, uh. you could say that about, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. That's a, people, people are, are not taking into account that real life is not a video game. And, you know, why didn't the... The Leafs or the Flames go out and sign this guy. I don't because that requires that guy's input and he didn't want to go there. <laughs> it's that why didn't the Leafs sign Brad Richards, Steve? It's because he didn't feel like it. He wanted to go to New York. Yeah. They asked him really nicely. Mm-hmm. Stamkos too. And but then he decided to re-sign with the Lightning. But why didn't the Leafs do it? What? They tried. They tried. And he didn't he said no. Like what? You can't do much more than that. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. I think we're all grossly overthinking this. Yeah. The 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 phrase ah the Leafs could really use blank player that applies to the eight hundred players in the NHL. The Leafs could yeah. really use Patrick like, Waugh, guys. They could really use Connor McDavid. They that's, could that's really use Leon Drysaitel. Yeah. They could really use Andre Vasilevsky. Like it doesn't. Hedman. That doesn't mean anything Most when you say lightning. that. Yeah. So it means something to me. <laughs> wow. It means something to me. Wow. It means 280 sexy characters that'll get retweeted 20 to 40 times. Here, just with the mustache? Yeah. Don't give me that, smart Alec. <laughs> just say it. <laughs> Do I say it on the camera? Yeah. Oh, you think you're smart? Something, yeah. something about like me being yeah. an egghead. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. You better watch that smart mouth of yours. Oh! You're either the smart mouth thing. That's Did you ever a get good that? one. Yeah. Did you ever get that one? Uh, like, what did I was, get? Uh, uh, smart Alec? No, uh, I got, uh, sorry. No, not yet, you're not. Oh. Not yet, you're not. Were you actually more sorry later? No. Did you ever turn out to be more sorry? No. I think I've hit my sorry peak. I once, I once tried to explain that to my parents. I said, I believe I hit my sorry peak on that one, and they sent me to my room. I was in trouble. <laughs> I did not say those things. Yep. Occasionally I'd step out of line and be like, I'm going to push it. And then I'd be like, ah, I pushed it too far. That was pretty stupid. I would not do those things. 
No. Um, so Matthew Kuchuk, uh, obviously we're still waiting on uh, Nazem Kadri, and I honestly think the longer this goes, I think the closer we are to Steve being absolutely correct. He is absolutely going to stay in Colorado, isn't he? Nas, I'm so mad at you. They and I get a it. Trade. He's going to stay. A trade? They got to make a trade, oh, right? They, have, they do yeah. have to make a trade. Yeah, that's what we're kind of waiting for. They do. But interestingly, we haven't heard anything. No, I mean, they're all, everybody's off. Yeah, because like, nobody's reporting. They're all getting absolutely ripped at like cup parties and in each other's like Instagram comment sections. Like, love you, bro. Oh, I love you too. Isn't that so clever? And yeah, everyone's off. Like everyone's like CJ did a show in a bucket hat and sunglasses, and and he's on vacation. By the way, what a first year for that show. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it just not wraps bad. season one. Not bad, CJ show. I was listening to their final episode, except for a couple. Uh, what do they call them, Lucy's? They're, Lucy's? They're going to drop a couple Lucy's this summer. Oh, okay. Just cool. loose ones. Just throwing them in there. Just a couple Lucy's. I like that. Um, but yeah, they're gone, and thirty-two thoughts is gone. It's just us schmucks. No, that's okay. Really? We're with you till the first week in August, by the way. Um, and then we'll be gone too. <laughs> yeah, the the reporting, like there's no John Klingberg updates because <laughs> nobody, no insider is still doing regular updates on these things. It's all... So we have nothing. Do you think the GMs are like, oh, for God's <laughs> sakes, leave me alone to the insiders? Like, don't you have vacation? Oh, yeah. Probably. Like, dude. Elliot's I've... still tweeting out all the AAVs from all the contracts. Yeah. That but... are being signed. I'm like, I don't even know how he knows that. Uh, but I think the subtext of every tweet is here's where this piece of shit signed. <laughs> Let me go back to my cottage. Let me get back to my <laughs> what I'm doing. I can't get a moment's peace. <laughs> fucking I know. Fucking I was on a boat and now I'm not. Does the Ivan Zach Aston Reese? What the fuck? Does the Ivan Halinka not start soon? I don't know. <laughs> and then the oh, like talk about that hot topic. <laughs> well, no, what I'm saying is that like we just this year is like we're just not going to stop, and then we get the World Juniors, and then it's like... There I, are some people in hockey that are very grumpy about that. Yeah. And I I know they're going to get next to no sympathy because they work at the toy store. It, it kind of sucks. It kind of sucks when you expect a certain thing and don't get it. Well, to take a vacation. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with that. So imagine you think your life is going to go in uh, a way, and then it doesn't. Dude, I, I keep going back to this. My wife and I, kindergarten teacher, guy who works in hockey, we're like, oh, sweet. We're having a kid at the end of June. That's going to be great. And then for the first time in history, the playoffs were in August. It was hard. <laughs> Harder than it would have been. Right. Had that not happened. Oh, and the pandemic. Oh. That little Did that wrinkle. get in your way? Uh, you know, a little. Interesting. We took him to a restaurant, just us two, for the first time like two weeks ago. Oh, really? He's two years old. Like wow. we didn't even like we were on our way there, and we we're like, we've never done this. <laughs> Where'd you go? <laughs> Montana's. Montana. He I had love a, Montana. an ice cream sandwich. I haven't been to Montana's in like ten years, but there was a Montana's by where I grew up near our high school. Yeah. So when we were like, oh, 16, 17, we'd go to like Montana's, and that'd be like our night out as seventeen-year-olds. Yeah. How many pops did you get? <laughs> oh, so many pops. What kind of pop? Spicy pops. Spicy pops. Mm, oh, seven up. Spicy pop. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, a uh, bit of a serious turn, but we're, uh, Jordan Cairo has made a statement, uh, regarding the hockey Canada situation. And I think it's important to say that, that, uh, you know, when this stuff comes up, try to keep you updated as much as possible. Um, and what's happening here is that you have, and Steve mentioned this a few weeks ago, players are going to start saying, wasn't there, wasn't involved, wasn't there, wasn't involved. Uh, and, uh, like, so for Cairo, I am aware of the allegations made against certain members of that team. I want to clearly state I didn't attend the Hockey Canada Gala and, uh, was not in London, Ontario at the time of the alleged incident. I'm prepared to cooperate with any additional investigations. Uh, given on, given the ongoing investigations, I will not provide any further comments. I'm going to throw it out there that someone should have told him to say something earlier because I wasn't there is maybe the best possible alibi. Yeah. I was not even there. Um, why I mean, not clarify that right away? Yes. Yeah. Why not clarify that immediately? Like Victor Mete did quite a while ago. He's like, hey, wasn't there. Yeah. Kale I was McCarr, out of the country. Wasn't Kale McCarr the first one to come? Not to say that he wasn't there, but to say no involvement. I don't remember who was or first. Or Mete. One of the two. I, I think know. it was Ken Campbell that reached out to an eight, a couple agents. Yeah. and I don't know if anyone uh, said Anything about, I, I don't know if Mete was the first to speak out, but I think it, he was the first where the information was out there that he did not attend. Right. Like he wasn't there. He you physically weren't there. Was, uh, Robert Thomas, I'm aware of the allegations made against some of the members of the 2018 Canadian World uh, Junior Hockey Team in London, Ontario, June 2018. It is important for me to share with you my response to these allegations. I had no involvement in, nor did I witness the alleged incident. I look forward to cooperating with the uh investigation as well as any other investigation is appropriate required i will not be making any further comments at this time so so it doesn't mean he didn't know what happened and i would expect that much like with the kyle beach situation some of these players would have known well and and not been involved well and with that kyle beach situation we have no idea who knew and didn't know Right. So, like, be, well, I mean, we we <laughs> be prepared certain, to be certainly certain, dissatisfied with the information you find out. Here. Certainly, and 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 you know, coach a coach uh, a Hall of Fame coach lost his job over knowing and not doing anything. Right. I, I think um, he took it away from himself. I I agree with you, but what I'm saying is that he, you know, players knowing and 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 there's a difference, right? It's like, oh, I didn't have any involvement, and in, is different than I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. fair? Absolutely. That's the distinction I'm not eloquently making, but I'm trying to say that. So, so, you know, people are starting to cross names off the list. And I think it's important that, sorry about that, that's me. Oh. Um, I think it's important that, um, that we focus on a couple of things here, right? Because there's a, I've seen four or five different iterations of the possible list of players that would have been involved in this. Yes. Um, I mean, I, I, you can't stop people from doing that. I think I get it. I I get it. 
I think that what what the focus should be on and what I want you to think about is what kind of an organization exists for this to happen in Hockey Canada obviously it seems like a burn it all down moment it really does and what does Hockey Canada or its successor cuz I'm again I'm not sure Hockey Canada survives this it might come out with, under a completely new brand name and uh, you you could expect it would be a similar organization in the sense that it serves as a similar purpose but you could probably probably rightly start to assume that most, if not all, of the executive will be gone. Oh, yeah. Uh, every part of this, from the registration fee that you pay for your kid's house league, right on up to corporate sponsorships, will have uh, different controls on them. Uh, we'll have, uh, f- uh, probably there will be, as Rick said, there's going to be like a third party uh, organization. Like I think in, in Toronto, like if there's a uh, police incident uh, where guns, guns are uh, fired off, um, there is an, an organization, organization S- separate, S- the SIU? SIU, yeah, they come in and they're completely separate and they investigate. And I think in this case, that's what's going to happen with Hockey Canada is they're going to have somebody investigating them, watching them every single move that they make. And I, I think that what I would want, and I think what's more, um, not that naming people isn't, isn't a positive step. I think it is. You got to hold people accountable for these things. But I think that is just a part of the task. The bigger task is what does this organization look like? when it is reformed or completely reset. And, and I think that, you know, we talked about this before we knew about the, the, these allegations. Um, Hockey Canada has been falling behind in general. Yeah. I mean, it's more than just, you know, I, I, I mean, obviously that the, the focus right now needs to be on how they handle these assaults. But, but the reality is that it's been, and, and people behind the scenes have said for a while that this is not a good organization. Uh, that there is a lot of things holding it back, uh, that other programs, developmental programs, Finland, uh, Germany's gotten a lot of, uh, a lot of eyeballs lately, the United States program. Um, they're catching up in, at rapid speed. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think we talked about it a few months ago where it's like, get ready Canadians, uh, because you may not dominate your favorite sport anymore because we are just not developing people as well as as some of these other programs. They're catching up and they're producing better players. And not just better players in general, but like we're talking about, you know, if, if you miss a generation of players, that's 10 years of yeah. not winning world championships and gold medals or whatever. That's one generation, right? And so I want to know, um, I want to know too what this organization is going to look like after this. And I know that's, maybe that's perhaps it's a little too early, but I want to know, I want people of high character. I saw, I saw somebody... I think it was Jim Lang uh, suggests that somebody like Haley Wickenheiser ought to be involved in something like this. Somebody who knows the national program and can help shepherd this group uh, and 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 turn this thing around. Well, right? I, I, Is there a better qualified person than her? When um, when she was named Leafs assistant GM, I was like, well. There's the next GM. Enjoy it while it lasts because she can do whatever she wants. Right. Right. I don't world. know if she'd want a job like that. That's a tough fucking job. I don't know. But it's a, it's something where I keep going back to, um, I keep going back to, there's a victim here. Yes. And we want to make sure that that victim sees their justice. There are perpetrators here who need to be held to account. Mm-hmm. And there's an organization here that needs to be held to account. And the, the one thing I really don't want people to forget is once this is, and this is, this is why I'm bringing this up. 
usually you have a case like this. You have a, a scandal like this. Is what what this is is a scandal, and then the scandal, the names come out, uh, people feel judgment is passed, and then they sort of move on. And what happens is the cycle continues because we didn't change the problem. We just changed the symptom of the problem, or we cured quote unquote a symptom of the problem. They caught Hockey Canada is clearly the problem here, and that's the bigger that's the bigger fix. It's gonna be hard. I don't know if you guys had a chance to read the Globe and Mail article I sent yesterday, but they didn't. I think I did. They did an expose on um, a reserve fund that Hockey Canada specifically yes. has for uh, these types of lawsuits, and it comes directly out of the registration fee that people pay each year, uh, the twenty three dollars and eighty cents. Like, and it's not specified in there that a portion of that from uh, I think it's over six hundred thousand members in Canada go wow. towards that secret fund and it's 15 to 20 million dollars or something like so that? over the years of the, so they uh grant robertson of global mail wrote the article it's uh pretty explosive and over the last uh decade this they call it internally the uh national equity fund is what they refer to it as but it essentially become uh this reserve of money that they use to pay out um lawsuits where they don't want to go to their insurance company for because they don't want the insurance company to investigate what whatever uh, case is being brought against Hockey Canada. Is there a year on the introduction of that fund? Because I did see some people talking about that. Uh, yeah. 2013? It, it was believe. around 2013, 2014. I don't have it directly in front of me, but yeah, they've uh, it, internally, they, they started to grow this and they started to take it out of the registration, registration fee. And that's most likely where they got the money from to pay for this in particular lawsuit. And well, that that was the one thing that was that was really stark about uh this this piece. And then the other thing was um the reason the, uh Grant was able to discover that internally they have this reserve fund for these lawsuits that they don't want their insurance company to know about is because they're they I don't know I think the lawsuit's still going on. It's a 7-year ba- battle with a gentleman who was injured playing hockey um he lost most of the ability to use his legs and when you are injured and you are a hockey canada uh member uh there's you're you're paying insurance that 2380 goes towards insurance so you're covered uh for, from an on ice accident and they go into detail about this but basically hockey canada paid him uh $30,000 not enough to cover medical costs for the rest of his life if he can't walk ever again it's been a seven-year battle uh, to settle this court case. It's been it's been in details and courts, in and out cases for years. And um, he what he what he should have been compensated uh, within another part of their insurance coverage, where you get uh, a certain amount of money for like the rest of your life. You know, he needs millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars to cover his costs for forever. And Hockey Canada denied that part of the claim, and they're fighting this for seven years. Seven years. Wow. In the case of so basically this, they used his own insurance fee against them. In the case of this sexual assault case, the one that happened in London, they settled it within four weeks. We we did the timeline. Yeah. Uh, with, with with Rick, it's an interesting <laughs> timeline. And and they and they they so smartly point out that in this case where they want to get their insurers involved, they've chosen to have a seven year battle with an with an, a person who's lost the ability to walk. And in the case where they want to hide it and they have their national equity fund paid out, they do it in four weeks. Let me, let me, so it, sorry, go ahead. It go ahead. goes to, it, it just, it, it underscores the fact that this organization has a culture 
of keeping these sexual assault cases under wraps and that they've built this system to hide these sorts of instances and allow members of Hockey Canada to get away with it. Don't let it affect the brand. Yeah. So make sure nobody knows when these things come out, we have ways to cover it. But if a case that we're okay if it's in the public, we're, we will battle it to no end. So I don't want to use the word distracted, but I, I feel like people are doing the somewhat easier detective work of going through the player statements and then looking at the roster and just crossing off. That's, yeah. This to me is the bigger systemic issue yes. with Hockey Canada that uh, the Globe and Mail, I forget the name of the- Grant Robertson. Grant Robertson and others at the Globe and Rick and Katie and Ken Campbell and- all these people are, are working towards. The reason I wanted to clarify the uh, existence of this fund and when it came into existence, whoops, is there's been a lot of debate about Bob Nicholson in, in all this, who's, I believe, the president of the Oilers. Well, uh, yeah, and was president of Hockey Canada before that. So he was president of Hockey Canada from 1998 to 2014. So an extremely long time uh, mm-hmm. he was involved. Um, with Hockey Canada, Chief Executive Officer, CEO. Um, so the the debate was basically, will this happen in 2018? I believe he was already with the Oilers by then. You can't just assume. Um, but so now we have executives who are not just involved with Hockey Canada. Currently, we have a potential current NHL executive who maybe ask some questions about this. I'm not here throwing guilt, but he's certainly going to be asked questions. I think it's a fair thing to ask mm-hmm. questions, for sure. And, and I'm not accusing him of, for, of a, of a no, single no. thing. I don't for think anyone's accusing him of Your that. answer about when it's been implemented, they don't have about when it was actually instituted, but they have the most... Uh, they, have, they have filings that date back to 2013 that shows that in 2013, the National Equity Fund had a balance of $5.5 million, and then 7.3 in 2014, 5.2 in 2015, then 15 million in 2016, the most recent year. Wow. They have numbers. So, it dates so that's back, where that number came from. It dates back to at least 2013. Okay. And, and I want to throw this out there for everybody of all political stripes, because um, I think I think on this one, uh, I, I've never seen Canadian Parliament more united than on the question period for this. You know what? Honestly, you're not wrong. You had you had guys from like the far right and the far left beside each other going, isn't this fucked up? <laughs> yeah. And it was sort of it was sort of it was weird to see on television, to be honest with you. If you if you pay attention to Canadian politics at all, some of these people, I'm like, wow, they're sitting they're sitting next to each other and they're on the same side. Yeah. Um yeah. and I I uh I want I want to say this, no matter what you really, you know, whatever you consume in terms of your media, you see now why journalism is so important. You know, I, I know, I understand that that on the left side and on the right side, there's going to be a ton of editorialists. There's going to be a ton of um, loud speaking voices in the room that grab attention through oversimplified headlines. But true journalism is what you're seeing right now, which you heard with Rick, which you've read with Katie. And we've had Katie on before with an unrelated, uh, uh, an unrelated story. Yeah. Um, you know what Ken Ken Campbell is doing. Um, that is why journalism really counts. And unfortunately, what we have, and I just want to give you the background here, we have a very, we have a, a much reduced uh, journalistic appetite uh, on the business side here in this country, and a much reduced journalist, you know, a group of journalists who actually exist and make a living at it. It doesn't pay well. 
It pays okay, but it doesn't pay really well. Uh, it's not depends. like you're. What's that? Depends. It depends, but it's not. It's not. It's not great paying. No. Uh, crazy hours. Uh, complete devotion to a cause rather than a bank account. Never really off. Never off. Never vacation. Um, it's a. It's so 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 important. So if there's a way that you can find it uh, to subscribe to a newspaper uh, and a, a real newspaper. You know what I mean? And no, there are newspapers. Tabloid, do you mean yeah, that? yeah. A real there are real newspapers of all stripes in this country that are, you know, that will play to your political preference if you if that's what you want to do. Uh, but you you're seeing it from the star, you're seeing it from the globe. These are newspapers on different sides of the aisle, all tackling this with true journalism. And I have to say, uh, and TSN as well. TSN doesn't have a political stance, but you know what I'm saying. The athletic. The athletic is doing it. Also not a political stance necessarily. Uh, I think it's really important that we recognize what grain of journalism looks like, and it's the search for truth, not the search for partisanship. And, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually thrilled about this. Not a single person has come out, and you know there are people dumb enough to do this and go, well, you know what? You just don't know Hockey Canada. These guys, these guys are great guys. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. That has not happened, and I was waiting for that to happen. This is the first time- You're so jaded. I am. <laughs> I honestly, I mean, you know what I instantly thought? I, mean, I instantly thought, I'm like, if Don Cherry was still on TV, that's what we'd get. Oh, you oh, don't know these guys are great. I'm not going to assume anything. Maybe. But I, I'm I just saying, man, it's, it's nice to see. He's got it's, a podcast. It, well, sure. Maybe he said. Sure. And maybe, and maybe I'm wrong about that. But I got to tell you, I, I'm thrilled to see that both sides recognize that this is poison and terrible. And, and it's, it's personally, I don't want to dwell on it any more than I have. It's nice to see. Wow. It's well, if I may be jaded for a sec, I mean, this is, this is, um, this is an organization. If I'm, if I'm the government, I think the government is looking at this as this is an organization fucking with our money. Yeah. 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 And nothing will unite politicians more than that. Right. You, you took our money. Yeah. It's our money now, Joe. It's it's our money. (laughs) And then, yeah, we took their money. We made it our money and we gave it to you. And that's how you choose to handle it. Yeah. 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 For uh, sure. Yeah. And Canadians themselves should be upset. If you're a member of Hockey Canada, if you've ever played it for a Hockey Canada league, your money is going directly to fund uh, them covering up sexual assault lawsuits. And fighting uh, injured players. And fighting people that you're paying insurance for. Mm -hmm. Ugh. It's, it's it's really gross. It's well, rough. It's, it's you know people complain about where their tax dollars goes. I mean this is this is some it this is so much more micro, right? Because you're like I know I paid exactly twenty eight dollars and sixty twenty three eighty twenty three eighty. I played I paid exactly twenty three eighty for this. What percent of that went towards this, and what percent went about towards that? About four dollars. They they outline most four dollars. They outline most of where each dollar amount goes, except for a couple dollars. Yeah. You know, so you could you can kind of, the Global Mail did a fantastic job of outlining. Okay, this is they they you can see on the website. Okay, this is how two dollars goes here, three dollars goes here. It's kind of like six bucks left over here. Well, it, like imagine you know we've all passed someone on the street and they're holding a sign that says you know money for food and you're like I can give four four dollars for food and you give them that. And then sometimes someone will make a funny sign like, I'm going to use this on beer. And you're like, whatever, you know, to each their own. You give them $4. If they were like, I'm going to use your $4 to 
uh, fight someone trying to claim injury over the course of seven years, you'd be like, what? I'm not going to give that guy $4. That's monstrous. I'm going to keep my $4. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, you give it him $4 every single year for those every seven years. Every single year. Hi, can you give me $4 to fight this injured person annually? Yeah. People are pissed. 600000 times $23 is a lot of money that mm-hmm. Hockey Canada makes every year. And again... These are not the stories like, like, it's not like Steve, Jesse, and I love to sit here and talk about this. I fucking hate this. Yes. Uh, I fucking hate this. It's, it's. We have to work so much harder on this to understand this. Oh, yeah. Than I, to even else. understand what the journalists are writing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they do it. Man, I'm, I'm so dumb. Yeah, like, we're not the smartest so people. Dumb. I don't know if people know this, but it's three dumb uh, guys with a mic. I think yeah. they figured it out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> time ago i i just i i like until we make this game for everyone uh, until we start to act right mm-hmm. we're gonna have to do this so here's the thing i'd rather get it done right now reform the organization that's why i wanted to make today's show not about the list of players that's floating around online i wanted to make it about the organization i think it's important that we talk about the issue not the symptom yeah and 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 the sooner we get this shit right the sooner we get on the, we get watchdog support all over it. We let that organization run on its own for far too long. Well, as soon as this completely thing, then we don't have to fucking talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. The sooner we make hockey more inclusive, the sooner we make hockey safer, uh, the, 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 the sooner we don't have to worry about this shit happening. Yeah, it's going to happen. There's going to be bullying incidences. Yeah. Rick said there's going to be sexual assaults. There's going to be these predators exist. This happens. Mm-hmm. But systemic? Right. Well, so, so big difference between isolated incident and right, yeah. and and we have been frankly gaslit for years by both Hockey Canada and the NHL, Gary Bettman specifically, that hockey culture doesn't have a problem. Right. And we have the evidence now, concrete evidence that our national hockey organization covers up the idea that there is not a problem with hockey. So maybe we don't have a culture problem. Maybe we have a nonprofit problem. Which is even worse, because the culture creates the nonprofit. So it's a bullshit argument. But what I'm saying is, the organization that literally raises people to be hockey players perpetuates the, the hockey problems, the, the hockey culture problem issue. that we have we in have this country. Yeah. We do. There, there are leagues in this country that are not uh, sponsored mm-hmm. by Hockey Canada, and or- they're not much better. I'll be honest. No, no, they're not. But it makes life a lot more difficult that they're not sanctioned by Hockey Canada. And they also suck, though. You're right. Oh, my God. There Some are, of the stories out of those leagues? Scary. Yeah. There's the pay-to-play leagues. Oh, where, yeah. Uh, you know, some poor kid from, like, Czechia or whatever. They're like, okay, you can be goalie for our team, but we need $10,000. And then they'll pay $10,000. They get to the team. And they're one of four goalies. Yes. Oh, you're backup number three. All of whom paid $10,000. Yes. Yeah, no, there are... Yeah, fuck, man. Like, I, I Oh, think... wait, wait till the expose comes out on those. Oh, yeah. I know. And that's, that's I on know. ice shit, you know? Like, that's dirty, dirty money on ice shit. The hockey kind of goes even further with the off-ice yeah. Uh, culture. Yeah. So, someone, with... someone asked if I wanted to drop a puck at a game, and I was like, oh, nah. <laughs> At a pay-to-play league? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no thanks. Remember we had a, oh, a, wow. a kid came into breakfast yeah. television with one of our anchors years ago, and he told me all about that because um, one of our anchors was talking to him about a potential expose about it. And uh, he said, hey, you've got a hockey podcast. You should talk to this kid. And, and you know, at the time, I think it would have been 2014, 2015, 
we would not have been the type of show to handle something like that. Um, and I, but I do remember him ta- talking about it, and I had never heard of these pay-to-play leaks. Oh yeah. And uh, some of the stories he had, and I, and I, I don't want to repeat them because I would be, you know, the stories are seven or eight years old at this point. But I, I'm kind. I was shocked. I remember being completely shocked by that too. That so, doesn't exist here. Right? But it does. But it does. But it does. Very, very and it's good. kids from other countries completely ripped off. So mm-hmm. we it's, do. It's a grift. Let's we, call it what it is. Yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. complete grift. We need, we need some change. Um, okay. So, you know, switching gears out of that is never fun. But here we are. <laughs> Where would you like to go from here? I don't know. Where, well, where I mean, you, you had mentioned something before the show. Yeah. Okay. Are we doing that today? Do you want to do that today? We can do that today. It's a heavy end. It's a heavy end. Show. We can, I mean, listen, do we balance the heavy? Do you want to wait? Uh, no, well, fuck it. The cat's out of the bag now. Um, so, no, I just wanted to talk about uh, like some things I've gone through over the last year yeah. or whatever, because I think it might contextualize some things about me, but also help some other people. So the, the one that I really wanted to get out of the way is, uh, so I'm really good at keeping secrets from you. I, th- I think you noticed that when... I was like, here's a child. Um, you have to just not say it on fucking camera. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard. Good secret, man. That's Steve hard. Dangle. That's hard, man. Don't say it into a camera. It's hard. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, about a year ago, and it was intentional that I didn't tell anyone this. About a year ago, I started uh, drugs, like antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication. And I... You, you know me, like I'm open about my mental health and we talked about therapy and, and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't want to talk about this because I was worried uh, about the stigma surrounding it. So I was worried about like, uh, he, oh, he's not as funny now that he started these. Mm. Or if I had a, uh, an episode where I, you know, lost my mind, oh, Steve's off his meds. And stuff like that. And I knew that was going to happen. It was definitely going to happen. So I wanted to get through a full season where I go, ha, I was on them the whole time. And you didn't know. And you didn't know. <laughs> and uh, no, like, and from, from like a serious perspective, like the reason I started is because like I, I lost myself. And I think a lot of people can relate to that feeling. And I, 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 I got to a point where I missed myself. You ever miss yourself? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and I just wanted to get back to that. And I was worried I was going to start these drugs and feel all dopey and stupid. And it was going to change my personality. And I can tell you, it did change my personality. I hated myself a lot less. It was easier to do stuff. And I was just happier in general. Mm -hmm. I like, you know, my poor wife who had to live with a guy who missed himself, um, for however many months, um, there, something happened recently and she's like, Oh, you're handling this like really well. And I was like, should I not handle it? Well, I can get upset if was it like. when the internet was out in your house? I think it, it was. was. Just you? Yeah. I think it was. No, no, but it, it wasn't the Rogers. Oh, okay. it, was, it was just you like your house. Yeah. Our neighbor affected. did some construction yeah. and they cut the line, which yeah. oh, okay. happens all the time. <laughs> and, uh, I was just like, oh, well, we're not going to have internet for a few mm-hmm. days. And she's just like, that's it. Are you okay? <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know. What am I supposed to do about it? Get a shovel and, tie it up myself and fix it. And mm-hmm. she's just like, no, it's just, I was like in the past, I wouldn't have handled this well. Yes, you're right. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, 
It's, it's really helped in my life. And if any of you are on the fence about it or not, sure. And like, listen, I've switched them because mm-hmm. one of the ones I was on wasn't for me. Um, so I did that during the winter. Um, but if it's a path you're considering going down, I highly recommend it. Makes me feel better. And it's also easier for me to say as a Canadian because I show up at the drugstore. I'm like, how much is this? Nothing. Okay, cool. Um, and you know, the times where I forget to get a re-up from the doctor, it's like 15 bucks or, or something like that. So it's, you know, not everyone necessarily has that option, but if you do have that option, it's an option that worked worth pursuing for me, pursuing pretty well for me. Like, oh my God, it's just so much easier to think so much easier to get along with people. It's so much easier to handle situations. It's, I don't know. I'm struggling to find an aspect of my life it didn't vastly improve. Um, and I don't know if I'll be on them forever. Not everyone's on them forever. But, uh, you know, if I reference how hard it was to have a kid in the height of the pandemic, often, it's because it was. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, you know, Adam, you had a, you had a kid, too. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't born during it. but She I, was eight I, months old. Eight months old, you know. My wife and I broke up. Toddler, that. Ten weeks before the first wave. That's, I'm, the amount of stories I've heard where it's like, oh yeah, we began to go through a divorce and then we had to live together for months on end. That's what we because did. Of, yeah, I know. I know. That's what we did. And yeah. we, I know we have a good relationship. I like, I, I, I as least as co-parents. Yeah. Right. I don't have a, uh, I don't have a bad thing to say, but yeah, things happen, man. It's, it's, and I'll tell you, divorce sucks. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, not in the same way, but having a kid the first six months kind of sucks too. <laughs> wow. They're really cute. They're really cute. And that's why you're like, I love you, but I really need more than two hours consecutively Consecutive to sleep. sleep. Yeah. It's not easy. And, and, you know, especially, and, and then you've got your partner who's going through huge hormonal swings because it, it changes their body completely. Mm-hmm. The science in it is insane. Uh, yeah, my wife got, um, some sort of, she got her gallbladder removed, like right around the time we were sleep training Leo. And you didn't tell me that. I did not know that. I didn't? No. Oh, did you know that? From yeah. The, you, did you? They, at the time when it was happening, I think you mentioned, I like, might have been, maybe it was I, yeah. I don't know either. Well, and you know how you're like, there's a year of my life. I don't really remember anything because you were working 25 hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was that. So maybe I told Jesse and not you. So I should I stop sending or? Mrs. Dangle uh, gallbladder birthday cards. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're saying? Happy you got your gallbladder removed. <laughs> but like. The second I picked her up from the hospital, like she was just like, oh my God, why did I do this? And I was like, oh, okay, cool, great. <laughs> yeah. But we made it through. You know, we made, anyway, sorry, I'm rambling at this point. But so that was the one thing that I wanted to say. And the other one that I hid from you is uh, in the winter. So in January, um, I can only tell you half the story, but I got a bad phone call and it was followed by five minutes later, Wife comes in the door and tells me she's had a miscarriage, which was followed by a week of feeling bad about that. And then she goes to the doctor and calls me again and says, actually, baby's still in there alive. I saw the heartbeat and everything. So we went from extreme sadness. Well, extreme joy to, you know, she's pregnant to extreme sadness to extreme. I, I was... I found that out right before shooting either a hat picks or a dang it's and oh, it was one. There's a video. You could probably even find the video. It's one where I just fucked up every name. 
I, I was literally on the way down to the basement and I go, I like, I thank God I was home alone. I scared the shit out of Iggy. I just go, what? <laughs> what do you, cause I've never heard of that ever, but then it doesn't have a happy ending. Two weeks later, we were told, never mind, it's a miscarriage again. So it was, uh, that was a whirlwind. And, uh, you know, it was one of those, one of those experiences. I think you gain a little bit more empathy as you get older. You gain a little bit more empathy uh, when you have a kid. And I hate beating that drum because I never wanted to be one of those people. And then I had a kid and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is kind of like It's almost like people were right. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. Well, and you never want to admit your parents were right. I know. My parents said the same thing. And I hated when people said, oh, kids change things. You go, and then you're, and you have one and you're like, damn it. They're yeah. freaking right. And then, and then this happened and, you know, changes you a little bit. But I was, I was amazed how many people I've spoken to are like, you know what? I've been through the exact same thing or I've been through the same thing more than once, you know? So I, I commend you for talking about that because it seems like in the last couple of years, like, cause it's not something that I, I miscarriages aren't something people talked about. Like when I was growing up, like, I feel like, uh, oh, yeah, are the generation before us now something kind of you hid and you were ashamed about, but I feel like um now in the last few years people are more open about discussing how this is a reality it happens yeah. you know it's it's not it's not a perfect science every time you have a kid you know you don't you don't just uh fulfill it to to, to birth you know each time you know sometimes there are miscarriages so yeah it's very, i think it's very important that more and more people talk about those situations publicly i get so freaked out every time i see someone do one of those like uh, uh gender reveal videos or like birth announcements or not not birth announcements pregnancy announcements i'm just mm -hmm. like oh fuck but like what if something you never know happens and that's that's why we didn't do it because mm -hmm. i knew because we had tried for i think it was three and a half years and then all right we finally okay we got for leo one for leo yeah and okay we got one and the entire time she was pregnant i was just like but what if mm -hmm. something happens what if something happens that's not the way uh, to handle things necessarily. And I think you're starting to pick up on, I maybe should have started drugs sooner. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, anyway, I just, I wanted to get that out there. Maybe it'll help you take the next step with your mental health, or maybe um, you'll realize you're not alone on, uh, on the baby front or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's not, I feel bad about not talking about like, uh, Vesitoscula, let's make some leaf jokes. Like I don't I, I don't know. <laughs> no. I don't know. I feel I feel sometimes I feel awkward not being that person. Uh, no, and like but, to the to the first part of the your reveal, like uh that was that was a long journey as well. Because to to reach the point of of going on antidepressants, like you you went through like some soul searching and then you go through therapy mm -hmm. and then you go through like talking with friends and talking with doctors, and then you reach a point where you're like, Okay, I'm gonna commit to this. Yeah, I thought you it'd know? be like a zombie or something, but mm -hmm. like it literally just, I don't know, just made me handle life better. <laughs> it's, uh, it's way better. I think, uh, I think couple that too with, with a hardening of what I have seen personally is I have felt as though the last couple of years were extremely stressful for everyone. Yes. Oh, yeah. and there have been i mean fucking, understatement well, let, me, let, me let me pull it push that hot tank back in the oven needs a little more baking yeah. here, uh, jason said carter mcdavid's good yeah man. can you help with some visual aids here he's, on the he's, screen he's not matthew's good though jesse um, no, no, no. but no no but no, no i think there's been a, a hardening of 
how people react to things. Like I, I haven't seen this year. I saw genuine anger in differences of opinion over fucking hockey players. Like, like I had several threats posted Jeez. to my DMs, and so I've shut them off. Yeah, uh, because I because of uh, a particular take I had. Yeah, and and I won't tell you which one because it doesn't madness. matter. It's madness. But uh, I've had I've had some like I, I've personally seen some responses, and I think and you and I think we mentioned it earlier this season. People that we know. Oh, you know, we mentioned it. I think it was like probably January, February. It's like there are people that I like. I know you. Yeah, those we've met. Th those hurt the most. Those hurt the most. And I think if I could encourage you to do anything, you never know what's going on in people's lives, right? Yeah. And that that's same for us too. You know, yeah. um, of course. But I would encourage you, if you can, um, before you message somebody, if, 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 if somebody says something that fucking really gets under your skin for whatever reason, maybe you're having a bad day or maybe you're having a good day and they just fucking pissed you off, I would recommend taking a breath because when you, when you shoot that, that poison down the line at somebody else and you get to just walk away from it, remember that they don't. Mm-hmm. And when I, we, we talk about this sometimes when we pull out like the missiles and there have been people we've called out on this show, people who've been pissed off about the fact oh, yeah. that we've called them out, heard from them behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. And I get it. I expect to hear from that. If, if, but I, I'm fully prepared for that and to respond to that when that happens. But I would also say that, you know, I know I'm not trying to assassinate characters here. I'm trying to criticize if there's if criticism is necessary i think uh and this goes for us and this goes for anybody within our community um this goes for our discord uh and this goes for anybody that you're that you're interacting with online first off the online world is just part of the world it is not the world please remember that yeah you're not don't it, don't 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 seek think salvation that the two, on twitter the two of them are not the same mm -hmm. real life and, and online world different very different um and I would also say, if you're interacting with people within your community or within our community, take it, take a step back. Uh, as Steve often says to me, "Do you really want to tweet that?" <laughs> and 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 then just say, "Okay, I know who this person is. I don't necessarily need to assassinate their character or try to ruin their night over a hockey take." And I think that's, if I could say anything, just less hard. We don't need to be as hard on each other. Yeah, um, and I'll I'll work on that also. Ah, uh, me too. Me too. Listen, I've, I'm guilty. I've, I'm just as guilty as anyone else. I've had more than one eureka moment. Yeah, <laughs> eureka fades, <laughs> yeah. and you forget that life changing thing that you realized. Yeah, I just <laughs> like the old adage is always they ring true. Like you don't know what people are going through. Just be kind to them. And I think your two stories like exemplify that. Mm -hmm. And I and like you guys fucking rule for like how you handled me during all that in the winter and we had to there was one show in particular where like i barely made it through and you remember we had to pause a couple times um better now yeah no we know. mentioned this like so many times but like canadians in particular our lockdowns were so tough we were locked down as recently as february December. oh yeah, yeah january, january yeah we were allowed to go to hockey games at least i yeah. know that oh gosh and now we're all walking around massless. It's just a, it's bewildering, right? It's not because, listen, I don't care about the, whether you agree or disagree with that, but you have to understand that the extremeness 
of one swing to another mm-hmm. is is shocking to people. It's shocking to the system. No, humans are social beings, and they for three, two and a half years, we weren't allowed to see people. It was difficult. Yeah, uh, my wife and I went downtown yesterday, downtown Toronto, not Oshawa. Um, and uh, I was I it was her idea, and I go, why? How come? And she's like, oh, I because ha- I haven't been since like February 2020. And I was like, what? When it, what do you mean you haven't been to downtown Toronto? And it, because there was no reason for her to. She was 40 minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, depending on traffic, 40 minutes or two and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but uh, the point is, she lives within 40 kilometers or something. Right. It's right there. It's I remember, right there. It's down the street. I Literally remember when we street. went to our first Oshawa Generals game, I, uh, I bought a shot glass as a souvenir. Because Oshawa was felt so far away. <laughs> You're such a You were on vacation. <laughs> you know? Oh it was like I went to a whole different I other my place. my passport. It was great. <laughs> I, still, I still have that Jenny's chocolates. It was a souvenir from my trip. I was trying to, I was talking to someone. We were talking about the, the distance between Burlington and Oshawa. Uh, which it's far. Well, to many people listening who are not from the area, you can be like, oh, well, this one place is in Ontario and the other place is also in Ontario. It's like Manhattan to New Jersey. Like, yeah, you could do it, but it's not going to be a fun trip. No, it's going to be difficult. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so all that said, uh, Steve, I'm, I applaud you for being honest about that. I think it's important. You know, you've got a relationship with people that goes 15 years back now. And, and I think it's important that that you are honest about those things so that other people can feel like they're not necessarily alone and you know your situation doesn't have to directly correlate to what steve went through no. uh for you to to understand or to feel um like you're not alone on that stuff and just know that you know uh and i don't think we get the chance to do this enough i used to do this a lot more but you know i've gotten a couple messages lately and 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 they've been really lovely and kind and i just hope you understand how much we appreciate you you know it was it was pretty awful, and Jesse can attest to this, uh, doing just about anything other than this show, including, <laughs> in, including Virgin Radio uh, uh, during the pandemic. And, and we weren't really allowed to talk about that on the air because we were supposed to be fun and happy. Uh, but those two and a half months that we were at home, the show sounded awful. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and and it, was, it, it was terrible. Which show? Uh, Virgin. Uh, two, because we were only at home two and a half months, and then we were back in the studio. Um, oh, yeah, you did it from your kitchen. I did it from the no, I did it from my front living room. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah, and they connect, and uh, yeah. and then not really, uh, <laughs> through a hallway, yes. <laughs> um, and then it's been but, a while. But sorry, the, you've moved six times since, anyway. I know, uh, divorce will do that, man. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the only thing that sort of kept us going was the stupid shit that we did, like with the hot dog eating contest and the. Um, like when there was nothing to talk about, mm-hmm. there was always something to talk about and there was always people there to listen. And I just want you to know how much we appreciate you. And, um, you know, this season is obviously winding down for us and we'll take a few weeks off in August. Uh, then we'll be right back at it in September. But I just want you to know that, that we really appreciate you always showing up and being a part of these episodes because, uh, man, boy, fortunate uh, lucky, grateful, they don't even begin to describe how important uh, and how much it means that you guys are here. And, and, and the fact is that we may not always agree on hockey opinions, but that doesn't mean I don't appreciate the fact that you're here and you're listening and you're caring enough to criticize. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, it was nice to uh, get to meet some listeners again as well. Yeah, wasn't it? It was great. Montreal was awesome. Yeah. 
Montreal is awesome. Uh, what are they saying for the next draft? The rumor is Nashville. Nashville. Has it been confirmed? Let's go. Uh, Almost. Pretty. Like, we're like eighty five percent. Do we want to go? Because that nah, place sucks. Sucks. We had no fun in Nashville. It's garbage. Ass. <laughs> it would it would really suck to do an SDPN event in Nashville, wouldn't it? It would really suck to have another two pitchers of caffeinated beer before realizing it's caffeinated. It <laughs> <laughs> you think that we can happens. do? I didn't know. You think we could do a thousand people in Nashville? Yeah. How's mm. it? What's the event? The draft? Yeah, I don't know. If we got a venue, the this we did the same thing. If we could do a thousand people in Tennessee, I would be shocked. I. It's I, the draft, though. But it's mostly media that go to that. Not a lot of fans what? are like, "Give me a ticket to the most boring event on earth." I don't know. It's boring as hell. Maybe the, the All Star Game. Well, we okay. did what we did for Montreal. We did like under 100 people you yeah, know and that yeah. sold out within after the i posted the podcast and i said the thing it was like i don't know four minutes we could have done more <laughs> the tickets were out yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. if we times 10 that could we do a thousand i don't think so if we promoted it for a year <laughs> okay someone <laughs> drove from alabama to be at the people that were there from final. denver yeah I don't know, but that's man. also like three people right there. Okay, I don't so know. there's three. Should I so how it? many do we have? Nine hundred ninety-seven. Okay. <laughs> should I say five so, hundred? I, I think we could do five hundred. You think? I think so? it'd be a struggle to get. What's to 500 a theater's like three fifty? Right around there. Depends on which one. There's a billion of them. Right. And and I, mean, I mean, like a movie theater. Oh, theater might be hundred and twenty. Oh yeah. Less yeah. Than, okay. Don't fuck that. Um, but we're but there's no the shortage States. of music venues there, right? Mm-hmm. So you can always rent one of those. We can do a party there. I'm just saying. It might be fun. I would love to do that. I also... Where's the All-Star game this year? I don't know. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you in Has that been announced? St. Seconds. Louis is in my head for some reason. No, that's you where already it was there. in 2019. Yeah, I remember that you no, went to so the St. Louis Arch. St. Louis. Remember yeah. you telling us about it and being oh, freaked out. By the way, that's the one tourist attraction I will tell you to always 100% avoid. Fuck that thing. <laughs> you guys want to guess? Terrifying. Paper mache. Piece of shit. Oh my God. Don't go in the St. Louis Arch. It's terrifying. <laughs> go ahead, Jesse. Do you guys want to guess? Yeah. Uh, one guess each. Where's where, the 2023 All Star Game? I looked at your oh. screen, but I can't read oh it. <laughs> NHL All Star Game. New York. Because that can cover three teams. <laughs> Florida. Is it Tampa? Florida Panthers. Oh, sunrise. Oh, sunrise. Yeah. South Florida, oh, baby. Baby. So, in, in January? I don't know. Uh, it's February. awful. February. Oh, February? Yeah. That sounds February terrible. Third and fourth, South Beach. We got a we got a pretty strong Florida contingent of SDPN listeners. I know that. Should we take our talents there? I think I think we need to take Should our talents wear, to South Beach. I think we do both. New, I think we do Florida and Nashville. New balance shoes with um socks like up to the calf. Mm-hmm. And khaki shorts with a plaid sort of or or I'm exclusively wearing Tommy Bahama if that's what yeah, you're asking. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. New balance. Tucked mm-hmm. into our khaki shorts. Certainly. Yes. We the All-Star game is not as fun as the draft, though, right? That's what the All-Star say. game is way more fun than the draft. Is it? Way no. okay. So I went to the Toronto All-Star game and it, no, okay. it, it <laughs> okay, 14-year-old Adam Gilla, give us your perspective. 12-year-old Adam. Give um, us your perspective. But it's it's much more meant for like fans. The draft is much more of like a business event. Steve, as somebody who's been to uh, these events as an adult, what's your perspective? You know, Adam might have a point. No, he might have a point where, okay, if I could choose to go to any one event event every year, it'd be the draft. But that's because I get to go to the last day of school events where like all the media and everyone are. Well, you get to see some of your friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
from if you're especially if you have kids, the All Star Game is the clear winner. I'm uh, you, you get, you're being selfish. You're thinking about you're thinking about you. <laughs> yeah, I know. This isn't about you. All Star Game guys. I'm asking no, for the fans are. of the SDPN. All-Star this Game. This network. All-Star Game. Do we want to have people come out to our event during All-Star Week or during Draft We're week? doing both. What's more fun? If, no, but we got to rank them. What's more fun for the fans? Being there during South, South Beach All-Star Week or uh, Nashville Draft Week? I think, I think we need some healthy discussion in the Discord. Mm. <laughs> mm, good question. Mm. Also, I, I think... Uh, I think if you're from Southern Ontario and you can escape winter in February, you're going to take that every time. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Nashville is a riot. So you, can, you, you don't have to do anything hockey related in Nashville. Like if the draft was on, I'd be like, I'd be like, that's cool that there's a draft on, but Nashville's happening in the background. I prefer to see that. Yeah, that's Whatever what day- Nashville's throwing tonight, that's where I'm going to be. That's what day two is for. Yeah, I guess so. I, I'm, I'm really, uh, honestly, I think we have to do something for both. And uh, obviously, right. we'll keep you up to date on that stuff. But that. Man, what a great lineup. Florida and Nashville. Let oh. me email the uh, planning department. Uh, that's That would be Jesse, Jesse Reginald Blake. Blake. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, and don't forget to uh, send uh, the NHL an email so we can get our creds uh, rejected again. <laughs> that's hey, something we want to do, Can we right? keep doing that? Yeah. I, I still want to know when we become an accredited NHL like media. When do they consider us I'll media? I'll ask again. It's become part of the machine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, part of the machine. So we'll wrap it up there. Uh, we're going to be back on Friday as well. Um, and all next week and all the week after. Uh, and then we're probably going to take a few weeks off because um, it's been a long one. Yeah. And uh, as the CJ show, uh, they they kind of signed off, but they'll have some surprise drops as the summer goes on. Lucy's. Lucy's, as they call them. Uh, we will probably be a little bit more structured just because we we have a ton of episodes. Our, I think since last year, by the end of this run, we'll have put on 140 episodes. In about 11 months. Last Friday, you're like, you know, we did five episodes this week, right? I was like, uh, what, one, two, three, four. Oh, shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So we're getting to the point, you get to the point where you're like a little bit tired and a little bit wired. Uh, but we still have Nazem Kadri to talk about. We still have John Klingberg. Where will John Klingberg end up? Nino Nita Rider is still out there. Underratedly huge one. Yeah. Like that, that's a, he'll change your team. Yes. He's just he's a good player. There. Yeah. He's just there. Yeah. Available. So we'll see you Friday. Um, I I want to plug the Jesse Blake Sports Report. Oh! Subscribe it to wherever you get your podcasts. Yesterday we talked about the Toronto Blue Jays uh, in their second half. That's coming up. It's halfway through the MLB season's All Star Game yesterday. So uh, go listen to that. It's with Cam Lewis of uh, if you might know him if you're an Oilers fan. He writes for uh, Oilers Nation. Cool on the daily face off Oilers. But he also covers the Jays. Love so we Oilers. talked about that. C O O O M. Coomzy. Coom. They do a <laughs> they have Oilers Nation has two of the wildest podcasts I've ever like that is just wild. It's a wild group. Oilers fans. They have their own beer. When are we coming out with SDPN brew? Ah, well SD I Pilsner. I got a, I have a tub behind that TV over there. Okay. Oh, we can make grappa. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook. Follow the guys on Twitter. At Steve underscore Dangle. At Adam W-Y-L-D-E. And at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.